Thanks for downloading this podcast. podcast. It's for personal use only and must not be rebroadcast, reproduced or used in any form without permission. Tell your friends they can get their own copy by searching iTunes for Radio Le Mans or visiting radiolemon.com. The WeatherTech Sports Car Championship on IMSA Radio. The wonderful sound of the engines on the circuit here at Canadian Tire Motorsports Park and an out and in for the number 31. That's the uh, Oli Pla driven wheel and engineering Cadillac, the uh, white and red car. Hello. <laughs> uh, 90.7 FM will have the race uh, for you if you're trackside on CTMP FM as well as Sirius XM channel 207 for the main race. Mission and Countdown to Green before that. If you're further afield than the circuit, then it's imsaradio.com. Hit the li listen live button and RS2 is the home of IMSA Radio, not just today, but every day of the year and 24 hours of every day. And uh, we've got some pictures for you. If you're outside the uh, US, it's on, by the way, if you're inside the US, it is on big NBC. It's on network NBC. Today, we've got the NTT IndyCar Championship as our warm-up act for you. Uh, and uh, then we'll run straight off the back of that with the team from NBC Sports for you in the US. If you're further afield outside the US and you, your country doesn't have a, uh, doesn't have a network TV deal, then uh, please uh, just hit the live video button. Right, Shea, you've been watching stuff very carefully. Yes, I've been trying to uh, keep an eye on things in the paddock. Uh, we have two cars that have not yet been out onto the racetrack. One of those being the 54 Core Autosport LMP3 machine. That is the one coming into this race, leading the championship. Do not expect to see them out on track. They were not ready to go this morning. It's a little bit too early. But other than them, the other car not out on track, at least yet. FAF Motorsports in their number nine pole-sitting GTD Pro car. More than 600 FAF guests expected at the track. And remember, John, when we walk into the big building that's on the outside of the final turn where we broadcast from, there's always a big display of nice hospitality. That entire upstairs level dedicated to FAF. So I would not expect to see them out for morning warm-up. They're saving all their goodies for the race. Uh, and Shea, just for those people who perhaps have turned up trackside here at CTMP today or are joining our coverage uh, for the first time, um, what, uh, what have been the storylines this week? The track is super fast. We haven't been here for three years with the MS WeatherTech Sports Car Championship, but the times were record-breaking. Everyone who qualified in DPI got below the previous record as far as that's concerned for that category, but it was Tom Blomqvist in the number 60 Meyer Shank racing car will be starting from the pole position, just simply obliterated the previous track record, which had stood since the good old 
Audi days. Yes, the R10. A lot more power, a lot more money in the budget, and yet we are now going faster around this just nearly two and a half mile circuit. For LMP3, it was a very good qualifying session, but ultimately Jarrett Andretti taking the pole position away from Gar Robinson. Going to be a fun battle for those two cars at the start of the race. Gar joined this weekend by Scott Andrews, his full season co-driver Felipe Fraga, busy in Europe, unable to come race here this weekend. In the GT categories, Lexus has been super fast all weekend, but it was a big crash yesterday in the second practice session for Ben Barnicote that resulted in the 14 Lexus needing to be rebuilt. They actually got the spare tub out of the truck and then determined that they didn't need it. So the 14 mechanics, hats off to them, going to work getting the car repaired in time for qualifying. And it is Kamui Kobayashi who is out in that car this morning. Yes, factory Toyota driver, same manufacturer at the end of the day, who has set the quickest lap time thus far for GTD Pro, the sister car with the fastest lap time for GT cars as a whole so far in warmup and with that pole position yesterday. So, uh, yeah, that's a pretty decent wrap-up. Thank you very much indeed. Temperatures <laughs> this welcome. morning, uh, air temperature 18 Celsius, 27 uh, on the track. That is the official track temp. Now, that track temp seems to be a bit warm, but they've had uh, you've had quite decent uh, sunshine. So 81 Fahrenheit on the track, 64 in the air. Does that feel about right for you when you were walking yeah. over? Yeah, it's not bad. Honestly, it, with the wind blowing as much as it is, and it is a fully sustained wind. I mean, you can see every Canadian flag at full attention this morning. Uh, it is a little bit more brisk than expected just because of the wind. So it's, it's maybe light jacket weather. It's about three layers, I would say, to be comfortable for me. <laughs> yeah, well, that's you, though, isn't it? Not everybody exactly. else. I'd be there in a T-shirt and shorts if I was standing yeah. outside rather than the Haggerty uh, Global <laughs> Broadcast <laughs> Centre at the moment. Garrett Grist goes quickest in LMP3 for Junior 3 Racing in the number 30, uh, 112.369. Fastest time of the day. Cadillac Racing 02 from Chip Ganassi and Alex Lynn back in the pits with his 1058. That's not hanging around, uh, to, to be honest. Compares uh, very well. If that's race pace, that's very quick uh, indeed. Bit of a shakedown for all these cars this morning. Uh, Aaron Tielitz goes to the top in GT Daytona. That's seventh position, the best of all the GT cars uh, in the number 12 Lexus RCF GT3. And as I say that, Antonio Garcia goes a little bit quicker for Corvette huh. Racing. Corvette at the Chevrolet Grand Prix. A little bit of something to prove for the number three car this weekend, yeah? Oh, yeah, for sure. And two things on that. We've got more than 300 Corvette guests coming in this weekend, not from Corvette Racing, but from local Chevy dealerships, actually. And driving into the track this morning, Corvette is the car of choice. They are everywhere around here and you can feel the love for Corvette not only because of Ron Fellows but because this place is very good to Corvettes. This track is the interesting one because for Antonio Garcia this was the last one that he had associated with the C7R in his mind and coming in and driving this car particularly coming off the back of the 24 hours of Le Mans and being able to drive the GTE Pro version of it again a very steep learning curve for Corvette racing. I'm glad to see that they got to the top of the charts finally uh, and don't forget just down the road uh, is GM at Oshawa uh, which has been there since 1907 and actually used to build some of the uh, the knockdown kits 
um, that came to the UK that until around about uh, the late 60s, early 70s, um, and that is uh, still a, 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 that is still, I believe, in uh, uh, in uh, operation at the moment. They build the Silverado uh, there uh, at oh. the moment. Uh, have been and since the, 2021. Um, and the Ford plant that's just down the road in Oakville, a couple hours. That's where they're building the Bronco now, which I noticed uh, on the drive up the other day. Kind of cool. Uh, I know there's plenty of uh, GM and therefore Bowtie Chevy support uh, this weekend. Always is like to have a, a chat with some of the most knowledgeable fans you'll find yes. anywhere. Uh, we've mentioned the top of the P classes and GTD and GTD Pro. People improving their times all the time. Garrett Grist is coming to the pits in that Junior 3 racing. Good to see the yellow and blue of Turner and the 96 car. They've not had a great weekend. Uh, one of their cars unable to take the start in the CTMP 120 for Mission Pilot Challenge yesterday. So Bill Oberlin has yeah. been criminally underused this weekend. <laughs> he'll, be, he'll be looking. He's in the car now. You would have had to. I'm sure you would have had to fight him to stop him getting in the car uh, this morning because he did hardly any work yesterday. He'll be disappointed. Well, exactly. I'm not at all surprised to see that Bill Oberlin starts this session because, as you said, he was sitting on the pit box in jeans for yesterday's race. That is not something we are used to from Bill Oberlin. But Robbie Foley did get to drive his full stint yesterday, so I'm sure he's happy to yield to Bill coming to this racetrack once again that they won at the last time they were here, albeit a very different car. And this race car has had 20 kilos added to it since it raced at Watkins Glen. BMW saying that it has massively affected the car they're actually kind of hoping that imsa does a different bop and restricts them in a different way because the weight added affects the tire life and of course tire life here is critical so that's going to come into play during the race as well with three bmws in today's uh, event shadow and john hindoff in the Haggerty Global Broadcast said, under 10 minutes to go, we're halfway through already. These times not affecting the grid, that's already been set. And it will be the Maya Shank racing with Kerb Agajanian, number 60, that starts on pole position after a stunning battle at the head of the field between that car and the other Acura, the Conning Minolta, blue and black number 10. And it was Tom Blomqvist. Took his second pole position in a row in the IMSA WeatherTech Sports Car Championship. Smashing qualifying records and getting down, as she <laughs> said, to the sort of uh, sort of times that we saw well over a, a decade ago in the 1,000 horsepower, multi-hundreds of million pounds, euros or dollar programs from Audi and the like. I, it was uh, Dindo Capello's record that was uh, under threat yesterday and uh, I think the race lap record will go today uh, we'll keep an eye on that with Jeremy Shaw when he joins us and we release you into the pit lane in <laughs> put our, me in coach, put me in yeah we will, don't worry uh, we'll have our countdown to green before that on IMSA Radio RS2 where we'll uh, bring you the full grid, all the stories, some atmosphere uh, from the grid itself. Uh, and she'll have all the pole sitters for us. Jeremy Shaw will run through the grid and we'll have our Porsche keys to the race as well. And in the race, we'll have our VP 
in race VP racing fuels in race updates as well about every 15 to 20 minutes just to keep you up to date in case you have to step away from our coverage seven and a half minutes to go cars not seen faf motorsport we talked about core yep. motorsport they never come out for morning warm-up uh, and the riley motorsport number 74 um, they Felicia, did an outlap correct and straight back in yeah and one of the developing stories overnight by the way is that the paul sitting lmp3 car if you didn't pick this one up from uh, andretti autosport was found to have a uh, an authorised suspension component in post-race tech, so they have lost Ooh. their pole position. Um, huh. So we'll have to keep an eye on that when the official grid comes out. The white, green and dark grey car just crossing the start-finish now. The blue rear aerofoil. And That's interesting, because when I walked by tech, yesterday john they were pulling apart all of the lmp3 runners so i'm very intrigued that they found something on one of the cars and particularly the pole sitting car all six of the lmp3 cars well at least the three that i saw going through tech were actually pulled aside after going across the scales and they were in a different area being broken down by the mechanics to show IMSA something. So I love the fact that IMSA Tech is always on it. They're always trying to find different things and not just looking at the same basic three things, if you will, each race in and out. Yeah, I, I, and uh, it's uh, it's not the first time that uh, people have lost this. It won't be lost to Pauls. It won't be the last. They'll be pushed to the back of the grid. The, the reason I'm seeing that and saying we'll confirm that when we get the grid is that the grid share is not finalized until after this session correct we still have six and a half minutes to go of running for today's but the good news is that the grid will be published within an hour of the green flag so we've got a little bit of time left before we find out if anyone elects to move to the back of the pack for a tire change or whatnot but you earned points in qualifying yesterday if you lose them as far as tech is concerned by failing that then you get zero points if you elect to move to the back of the grid for a change of starting driver or a change of tires you lose your points so that does have championship implications at the end of the year there are fewer cars here than typical for most of the classes so that means that you lose fewer points if you will but still at the end of the day points are points Last five minutes, Shea, and Earl Bamba now in the 0-2. He's just gone out of the pit lane. So there has been a driver change there. Yes, but there hasn't been a driver change in the 10, the Konik Minolta Acura. Felipe Albuquerque's been driving all morning. I saw him this morning actually just leaving the hotel. Big smile on his face. He loves coming up to race here. But this track hasn't exactly been kind to him thus far. No podiums for Felipe Albuquerque. And he's only done this race, I think, once or twice before. So this is going to be a good day for him with, as always, lots of Konica Minolta guests here north of the border. Through turn one for that number zero two. I really like the paint scheme. We are blessed nowadays not to get a whole load of white race cars. With the yes. advent of, uh, of film and aero paint and all of that. And the, the black with the dark metallic red at the back at the back of the car, black front and dark metallic red. I think that is a very, very classical style of race livery. 
uh, on yeah. that Cadillac DPI and Earl Bamba with the number one illuminated just in front of the rear wheels he comes out of Moss Corner with a bit of traffic goes by the number one of Brian Sellers that's the Paul Miller Racing Stars and Stripes car and can I just do a PSA on Brian's behalf his foot is fine please stop asking him about it <laughs> uh, if you don't know why the car got dropped on his foot at the uh, pit stop the penultimate pit stop at uh, Watkins Glen he did have to get back in the car in an effort to get his drive time uh, sorted but uh, that unfortunately that wasn't possible with what happened at the end of that race we discussed that in detail yesterday we're not going back over that uh, again but uh, good to know that that is good yep he's got it x-rayed he's made sure that everything is okay and gotten permission from IMSA Medical on multiple occasions to continue racing and he's walking on it just fine so it's been everybody and their dog has asked him how his foot is doing but the good news for Brian is that he's still going for this sprint championship this weekend trying to make it a little bit harder for anyone else to win it as he and Madison Snow lead the way and this is not a full season championship race for the GTD runners it is for GTD Pro but for GTD this this is a sprint only round of the championship with six cars here this weekend. Two BMWs, a Lexus, an Acura from Rick Ware Racing, a Mercedes from Winward, and the Aston Martin that was victorious last weekend out. Maxime Martin and Canadian Roman DeAngelis sharing that one. Into the last two minutes, Antonio Garcia goes faster again. Antonio. Wow. Really impressive. A 116.492. Best of the GTD pros. Just ahead of the WeatherTech Racing Mercedes, the number 79, the mostly white car, Daniel Junkadela, uh, in that car this weekend. Best of the GTDs, our Paul Sitter from qualifying yesterday. Vasa Sullivan's Lexus. That's Frankie Monte Calvo. I love this circuit. I love this circuit. I love this circuit. That is basically <laughs> the quotes that we've had from Frankie Montecalvo. And he's backed up his, uh, his passion for this track with being fast here. Now, drivers will tell you that they like the circuits that they are quick on. And uh, Frankie has certainly done that this weekend. Bill Oberlin for Turner Motorsport, second in GTD. Brian Sellers for Paul Miller in third. Shout out as well for the Rick Ware Racing Ryan Eversley, driven number 51. The smiley NSX. I always think the front of the NSX looks like it's got a little grin on it. Gets a wee slide going it up through does. turn three. And the Michelin tyres squealing on that uh, purple and green Acura NSX. Such a great-looking mid-engine sports car. Ryan was really hanging it out down at the bottom of turn two. And he turns in to... Turn three oh, on the uphill. Oversteer. Yeah, fighting the back end of that car. That looked like a bit of a sketchy moment for Ryan as the back end was trying to step away and drive in a completely opposite direction to the front. Checkered flag is just over one minute away, so he should get one more lap. And if he hustles, he might be able to put in a good one. His sector times are decent for Eversley as Bamber is still the fastest car out on the track, although Westbrook has just improved. Richard Westbrook, a great qualifying yesterday for the JDC Miller Motorsport Cadillac. It was third uh, provisionally, so a very good job by that team. As I think that's their best qualifying effort of the year, John. And someone else running long, that is Ooh. Earl Bamber at turn five. 
just missed his break point going into Moss Corner. He's not the first person to do that. It's a little bit bumpy. And rather than try and pinch the corner down in the middle of those two parts of Moss Corner, 5A and 5B, he just opened his hands, straightened the car up, went onto the older tarmac on the runoff on the outside. Checkered flag is out. Ten seconds. Nope, uh, ten seconds away. Okay. As per timing. Uh, not sure why it's showing on the top of the screen, but it is now checkered. Okay. So let's see, first car to see it is the 27 Aston Martin. That was Maxime Martin. Second was Brian Sellers. And then third, Frankie Montecalvo. So he's going to be grateful for a few extra laps this morning. As you said, John, he is glowing getting to drive around this track. Well, no major issues then this morning. That's good news. The fastest time, the 0-2 Cadillac, 105.866. That was Alex Lynn's time. Here comes Earl Bamba to the line to finish his lap and take the chequered flag. We'll be back with Michelin counts down to green and Earl Bamba goes quicker still. 105.666 is the number of that beast and they'll be looking for... As top step of the podium, as will all of our teams, when we come back with Michelin Countdown to Green and then the full race live here on IMSA Radio. See you then. This programme is a Radio Show Limited production. For more, check imsaradio.com and subscribe to IMSA Radio wherever you get your podcasts.